Type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes can be isolating. Type 1 diabetes can be misunderstood. 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 Type 1 diabetes can be overwhelming. Type 1 diabetes can cause anxiety. 24-7 thinking about my blood sugar. Type 1 diabetes can be painful. So much work. Extremely annoying. La diabetes tipo 1 puede dar miedo. Scary. Frustrating. Lonely. Heartbreaking. Type 1 diabetes can be life-changing. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease diagnosed in both children and adults. It is not preventable, the cause is unknown, and it has no known cure. I thought that I was the only type 1 diabetic who was black. I didn't see anyone else who looked like me. Like me. Hey, I have this. A lot of other people have this. Living with type 1 diabetes is a little better. Because I'm able to help others. Because I can inspire somebody else. Because I know where I can ask questions. People need, need help sometimes. You shouldn't be afraid to ask for it. But the first diabetes camp that I went to was adult diabetes camp where I met Bambi. When somebody tells me I can't do it, it inspires me more. I'm a licensed skydiver, I've base jump, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, workout. There's nothing you can't do if you put your mind to it. Beyond Type 1 is a non-profit organization changing what it means to live with Type 1 diabetes. Welcome to Beyond Type 1. Welcome to Beyond Type 1. A global community over 2 million strong. Focused on solutions to improve lives today. It wasn't until recently that I realized this is a disease that affects everyone. Is someone you love impacted by diabetes? You are not alone. Beyond? Oh, oh wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. Beyondtype1.org. What will be different for you after you run this, Vince? For me, I think it'll just be not only the excitement of knowing what I that I finished a marathon, but just another kind of milestone in my journey. Something to refer back to if times ever get tough. I can just remember that I did that. That was pretty awesome to do, so. Yeah, I mean, excited. you ran a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, how about you, Harry? I think the same. I think I've started doing little fundraisers and, and running other 5Ks in the area for type 1 diabetes research and, and fundraising. And so hope to continue doing that. Obviously near and dear to, to my heart, to, to Vince's and the rest of us on the team. And so hopefully the, the goal is just to, you know, continue to spread the word and advocate and educate people. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. And thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community on November 6th. 2022, a team of 50 people living with type 1 diabetes will race through the five boroughs of New York City and show the world what living beyond type 1 looks like. Vince Carter from Bellingham, Washington, and Harry Sills from Edmonds, Washington, talk with me about their journey from diagnosis to running a marathon. Type 1 diabetes is a chronic autoimmune condition that makes the body unable to produce insulin, the hormone that regulates blood sugar. Without insulin, our bodies can use the sugar in our bloodstream as energy, causing people to experience diabetic ketoacidosis, DKA, or worse complications, including death. If an individual goes undiagnosed or is misdiagnosed, those life-threatening complications become a reality. 
This is why recognizing the early symptoms of type 1 diabetes is critical. Symptoms may develop rapidly and can be mistaken for the flu or other illnesses, and a delayed diagnosis can have serious consequences. The webpage is beyondtype1.org. Our guests today, Vince Carter from Bellingham, Washington, and Harry Sills from Edmonds, Washington. Welcome to the show. Vince is going to start us off. So my name is Vince. I'm 26, and I've been living with type 1 diabetes for just over a year now. Being a part of this Beyond Type 1 team for the New York City Marathon has been really excellent for me because it has really aligned with me getting my health back after my diagnosis and given me like some pretty great goals to go for as I've trained for this run. So when you say you've been living with it for a year, does that just mean since you're diagnosed, like, do you live with it for a while before you really actually realize you have it? Yeah, I was probably living with it for at least a year prior. It had been on my mind. I had progressively been feeling leading up to my diagnosis, but without the knowledge of others, I probably would have just kept shrugging it off. When you said feeling off, can you kind of explain that? For me, it was feeling lethargic a lot of the time, very low energy, restless throughout the night, and just a very consistent and intense thirst and hunger. That's really was a big thing for me. It was, I was just drinking so much water and I wasn't understanding why. And it was kind of my body in panic mode, trying to flush out all the glucose in my blood because my body was, wasn't producing the insulin necessary anymore. And how old are you now? I'm 26 now. Okay. And so you were diagnosed at 25. Yeah. And it's still called juvenile, right? Even though you're not quite a child anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, I think it's called juvenile diabetes just because the consensus for a while was that it was just young children that contracted this autoimmune disease. But as time has gone on, they've realized that's not the case. Harry Sills. My name's Harry. I'm running this year's New York City Marathon for Beyond Type 1 with, with Vince and with, in addition to us, 48 other Type 1 diabetics. I'm 36 years old. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes about three years ago. You know, similar to Vince was probably living with it for, you know, some amount of time prior to my diagnosis. I lost about 25 pounds without really doing anything. It just sort of got really skinny out of nowhere. Same sort of hunger and thirst that I could never really get rid of. And for a while, I had sort of just chalked it up to stress. My wife and I and our young kids had just moved across country from Boston to Seattle. We were getting used to living on the West Coast and meeting new people, starting a new job. After a while, you know, I started getting really, really bad cramps in my legs in the middle of the night. And I, I just knew something was was wrong. I was generally always irritable and just felt like I was sort of in a fog all the time. So I was diagnosed about three years ago at 33. The doctors diagnosed it as latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, also referred to as LADA. And so that's your question, Laurie, about juvenile diabetes. Generally, type one is diagnosed in, in younger children. It can sort of show itself in adults triggered by an autoimmune condition. And so it just sort of one day happened <laughs> that uh, the body stopped producing its own insulin. Can you walk me through getting the diagnosis to getting to 
I'm running a marathon. <laughs> yeah. I actually have hated running my entire life. I was never a runner. Like I said, I'm from the Boston area and my my mom ran the Boston Marathon a few times while I was growing up. And I assumed the gene was in there and that it just didn't really take. But I started running maybe about a year or so ago. I just found it to be a really good way to manage my health and regulate my blood sugars more naturally without having to overdo it with the insulin. And so it just sort of became a, a habit and a, and a physical and mental challenge. And when I heard about beyond type one, having bots for type one diabetics for the New York city marathon, I think I waited until 15 minutes before the deadline to submit <laughs> my application. I was sitting on it and sitting on it and I finally put it through and it's, it's been a, it's been a really great journey. I, I've, I've never run farther than a, a 5k prior to all of this. So it's, it's been a it's been a lot of work. I think I started back in June. It's been a great physical mental challenge just to show that even with diagnosis like this you can still live as close to a normal life as possible and still do, you know, really cool things. So So Vince from diagnosis to getting into beyond type 1 run, tell us how that evolved for you. It was more of the opportunity coming my way. Given the circumstances of my diagnosis, I got to work closely with Beyond Type 1 basically from jump. They did a, a story on my diagnosis, and I was actually just offered the chance to join this team. And for me, it was right away I knew that myself also not particularly been a runner in the past, though I do enjoy exercise. I just saw it as something I needed to do an excellent opportunity to maybe inspire someone else and also just kind of prove to myself that I can still do some pretty awesome stuff with this disease. How did they find you? I know somebody who works in Beyond Type 1 and she was actually there when I got my diagnosis. She really pushed the doctors to listen and to hear me out when I was talking about the way I felt. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of misunderstanding even in the medical community about what type 1 diabetes means. And so from there, we are able to use my story as, I don't know, an education for anyone out there that you need to push for, for your own health. If you feel like it's necessary, go get your blood tested and just make sure it's not that type 1 diabetes. So tell me about the beyond type 1 for this specifically, it's Beyond Type Run, just to play on words. But yeah, Beyond Type One is is the organization that is a charity sponsor for the New York City Marathon. Okay. And tell us how, how it works. Well, we've all just been kind of gathered and been communicating through social media or through Zoom meetings so far. Is it around US? The time, I believe at least most of uh, the participants are from the US, but there are some people from other countries around the world, which is pretty amazing. And what does training look like for you specifically? It was a combination of a short run and kind of a medium length run, and then a longer run that kind of progressively each week got a bit longer over the last few months, I'd say. I still haven't ran 26 miles at once in my training, but what I've been told is that your body kind of rises to the occasion. If you can get close to that in your training beforehand, then that's pretty good. Okay. And what's your goal with doing this? Well, my goal, I'm still pretty new at this diabetes thing. So just making sure that I'm feeling good and healthy throughout the run and running as much of it as possible, 
but my main goal is just to finish that walk across that or run across that hopefully finish line at the end. And what about you, Harry? Yeah, as, as far as training goes, I started a 16-week program back in June. So I started early just figuring between summer months with vacations and injuries or anything could go wrong. So I started a little early, but similar to Vince, you know, three, four-mile runs two or three times during the week, and then progressively longer runs on the weekends. So not uh, last weekend, I finally made it up to 20 miles. And, you know, mo most plans, as far as I've seen, go up to 18 or 20. And that's usually the highest you go. And then you start to taper down a little bit. So yeah, it's been a really cool challenge. Um, like I said, I started in about June out here in the Seattle area. And then Went back to the East Coast to visit some family during the summer. So I was running in 95 degree weather in Boston and did some running in New York as well. And just trying to keep up at it throughout the year has been has been a lot of fun. So the organization is beyondtype1.org. And when do you guys leave? I'm leaving on Thursday, November 3rd. So get into New York on Thursday, adjust to the time zone, Friday, Saturday, we're actually all going to be meeting the, the 50 of us running for the organization will be meeting in person for the first time on that Saturday, right before the race, which will be really cool. As Vince said, we've been doing these Zoom calls and things and getting to know each other online, but it'll be really nice to meet everyone in person. And just, it's a pretty cool thing to see this many people going through the same things in life, working together to uh, help raise awareness. So it's, it'll be, it'll be really cool. It says that the organization works to change what it means to live with diabetes. What do they mean by that? Yeah. So a lot of, you know, the work that they do is around bringing awareness to type one diabetes, but through various programs and resources and grants, what they're trying to do is help make people aware of the warning signs, what it means to have diabetes, what it means to be able to live a full life with type one diabetes. I know that when I was diagnosed I'm sure Vince probably felt the same it was it was it was a pretty hard thing to take from the doctor went into the doctor one day and got blood work done and immediately got a phone call the next day saying you need to come in and we need to talk to you and so it was you know a pretty scary moment and learning to regulate blood sugar and you know constantly monitor what it's doing is it high is it low when do I eat what do I eat when do I exercise all those things it's it's a huge adjustment especially right at diagnosis and so for a long time it did really feel like is this what life is going to be like going forward and I think a, a big part of what the organization wants to do is raise awareness that that people can live full, complete lives and and go out and do things like run run a marathon or other smaller normal things as well, showing people that this isn't the end, can still go out and, and live a, a full life. I can't yeah. imagine what it would be like to be tired, go in and they call you in. They're like, oh, guess what? Because anyone who knows anything about diabetes is that you live with it. Yeah. You don't get cured from it. It's not like yeah. cancer where you go get treatments. So tell us about the Dexcom G6. The Dexcom is, along with Tandem, two of the main sponsors for this Beyond Type Run team. Uh, many of us use both or one. Personally, I use the Dexcom, and it makes a huge difference for me. What it is is a continuous glucose monitor, and it's a little thing that goes on somewhere on your body, and it gives you readings every five minutes or so to either your phone or some sort of receiver. You don't have to be finger sticking all the time and trying to feel whether or not your blood sugar is out of range and 
you know, constantly doing the finger sticks. So this really opens up life for me personally has made like all the difference trying to train for this marathon and keep my head focused and towards my goals instead of reacting to what this diabetes can, you know, do to your daily life. Yeah. Or just reassurance that what you have been doing prior is working and you're at a good level to where you don't need to respond in some way. What are you using, Harry? I have the Dexcom as well. It's pretty amazing. Like Vince said, the, you know, the first couple months when I was diagnosed was all the, the finger sticks. And so you're constantly poking your fingers to draw blood and test and everything. And, you know, this monitor sticks on your arm or your stomach or wherever people are comfortable wearing it. And it gives you readings, real-time readings as to what your blood sugar is at the moment, whether it's going up, whether it's going down. And so you can adjust whatever it is you're doing, whether it's you ate something and didn't take enough insulin and now you're you know, blood sugar is going high, or maybe you didn't, or maybe you took too much and now it's going too low. It's been super helpful for the marathon training to, to know, you know, all right, now I need to have a little bit more fuel in my system. So my blood sugar is going low and not have to stop and prick your finger while you're trying to run. But just from a day-to-day basis, being able to go to bed at night and know that if something goes wrong, your phone's going to wake you up and tell you what to do. It's, it's just such a safety blanket that at this this point, it's one of mine fell off early one time. My son pulled it off by accident for that however many hours it was before I could get back home and, and put on a new one. It was it was really sort of panic mode. You're used to knowing at every second during the day what, what your blood sugar is doing. And without it, you all of a sudden feel a little bit lost. And so it's my doctor said it when I was diagnosed that if there was if there was a good time to get diagnosed with type 1 diabetes it's now because the the technology has really has really evolved over the last handful of years or so so a couple of questions you mentioned your son is there a concern that this is hereditary as far as I understand it it can be but there's a lot about type 1 diabetes that you know we we still don't know so especially the kind that that I have and I, I'm guessing maybe Vince has as well where it onsets later in life it's re- it's really not something that you can test for today and know that okay when my son turns 30 this is going to happen and it is a stressful thing to think about I do have a good friend whose niece was diagnosed at I think age 3 just knowing what it's like having to inject yourself with insulin and put on these monitors that have a little prick on them when you put them on and everything. It's got to be really, really hard for parents to raise little kids with all that. I can't, I, I can't imagine. So it is, it is certainly something that we think about, but to a certain extent, it's really out of our hands. And so we're staying smart about it and looking for warning signs if something ever happens. Otherwise, continue to uh, hope that they live healthy lives. The mom in me is like, okay, you're going to be running 26 miles. What happens if your alarm goes off? Is there a team? Is there help? I know that there's like a Gatorade stations at various points throughout the race, but from my understanding, it's, it's going to be a bit pretty much on us to have some sort of carb relief on us. I'm running with a fanny pack. It's going to be full of snacks and little glucose tablets and all sorts of things just in case, as well as my various other things like insulin and glucometer, but I'll be relying on that Dexcom a lot. Having that on the back of my mind while I run as as well as Harry probably will, just like we do with everyday life. You just learn how to, how to deal with that and rise up every day. Where do you live, Vince? I'm in 
the very northwest Bellingham, Washington. Harry, where do you live? I'm just north of Seattle in Edmonds, Washington. So my next question, is this a fundraiser? Are you trying to rally the troops and get support as you run this? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a big part of it. Each one of us have been making uh, an effort to fundraise for Beyond Type 1, which directly supports education, research, and advocacy for the global diabetes community. Personally, I'm, I feel very tied into that because my mom happened to see a type 1 diabetes warning signs campaign from Beyond Type 1, and that's what gave her the wherewithal to reach out to someone else that knew more. It was that reason that perhaps my life was saved. So it's very important to me to fundraise for research from Beyond Type 1. So somebody listening says, I want to help him out. What do they do? You can visit beyondtype1.org. There is a section on the website with all 50 runners on the Beyond Type Run, and there's links to their fundraiser on each of those underneath their picture or profile, something like that. Okay. So Vince Carter and Harry, same thing. You're raising money and you're getting support. Yeah, that's right. All 50 of us on the team are raising at least, we have a goal of $3,000 each, all for beyond type one. Again, it's all towards education and advocacy and awareness and various funding for the fight against type one diabetes. So listening to you guys talk about these helps Dexcom or the tandem to think that a mom isn't going to walk in a bedroom and have her kid in some sort of coma because there's going to be some sort of a beep. I mean, to me, that is just so amazing. Can either of you explain the difference between type one and type two diabetes? So type one is, it's a chronic autoimmune condition. Essentially the body's immune system starts attacking the, the insulin that's produced naturally from your from your pancreas versus type 2 is when your body can't actually use the insulin that it's producing so in type 1 because your body is fighting off the uh the parts of your body that produces insulin at some point your your pancreas actually just stops producing insulin altogether which is why type 1 diabetics are either using you know needles or insulin pens to inject insulin into them or wearing a pump like the uh, like the tandem uh, makes a, a T-slim pump that automatically injects insulin into the body versus type two is when your body is actually still producing insulin. It's just that your body it can't properly use it. And that could be due to a number of factors, whether it's, you know, genetics or diet or, or other things. And so two totally different diseases from two totally different sources, but generally diabetes itself is just characterized as high elevated blood sugar, right? And so type one diabetics bring their blood sugar down by, you know, supplementing with insulin. Type two diabetics, it, as far as I understand it, it's more of sort of lifestyle and exercise and diet related in order to, to better manage your, your blood sugar levels. If anyone's ever diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and is is uncertain of what that means going forward, I would say, you know, there's there's plenty of organizations out there that can help, whether it's with your own diabetes management, you know, organizations like Beyond Type 1 or JDRF or, you know, other organizations like that that work to sort of help further educate and advocate for type one diabetics, going to your doctors, going and seeing a therapist. I mean, there's, there's a lot that you, your body goes through when processing something like this. I would say that it's something that you can live through and live a productive life. And the hope is the 50 of us running the marathon is 
way of us showing that we can go out there and do things like this. You can live a normal life too. You don't have to run a marathon to prove it. There's resources out there that can help. Certainly you're, you're not alone if, if you ever find yourself being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So, I think the fact that both of you are like, well, it wasn't really a runner, but you're doing this number one, to raise awareness. And number two, that you're doing this, that you're actually, you have this diagnosis and you're actually running a marathon. Harry, tell us what kind of music you, you said you're part-time musician. I'm a singer songwriter. So my original music is all online on Spotify or Apple music, anything like that. But yeah, so sort of singer songwriter, acoustic guitar type music. I listen to everything from Pearl Jam and rock and roll music to, you know, the lighter things of the world. What will be different for you after you run this, Vince? Um, for me, I think it'll just be not only the excitement of knowing what I that I finished a marathon, but just another kind of milestone in my journey, something to refer back to if if times ever get tough. I can just remember that I did that. That was pretty awesome to do. So yeah, I mean you excited. ran a marathon. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How about you, Harry? I think the same. I think I've started doing little fundraisers and, and running other 5Ks in the area for type 1 diabetes research and, and fundraising. And so hope to continue doing that. Obviously near and dear to, to my heart, to, to Vince's and the rest of us on the team. And so hopefully the, the goal is just to you know continue to spread the word and advocate and educate people. Well, thank you both. The website is beyond type 1 and it's just the number one dot org. Yeah, you're going to find the Beyond Type Run and then it'll be, it'll say something like about the team or it'll be a link on the website's main page. Feel free to go and help these guys out, help them raise the money to support this amazing event. And I just commend you for, uh, I know training, it's not like you just go run a marathon. So this has been a big deal and uh, I wish you guys the best of luck and I love it that you get to meet your whole team and run together. That's really awesome. Thanks, Lori. Thank Thanks you. very much. So to support Vince Carter or Harry Sills, all you have to do is go to beyondtype1.org. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in. We hope you have learned something new and join us next week while we continue to talk with people who are making a difference.